Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. No, but there were other reasons that they left that one alone. What? What are you getting? Don't know. Branded content. Don't know. Don't know. I don't know. How are you doing, Rory? Very well. Pleasure to be here, Fluff. I don't want to talk to you this week. It's a no. Shame. It's a shame that we're having to do this. I know. I don't want to look at you. No. It's painful. I hate your guts right now. I hate now. you. I hate <laughs> everything about you. I hate every fibre of my being for the next 72 hours. Yeah. 72, yeah. 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 After yeah. that, back to friends. Yeah. Rory's a Chelsea fan. I'm a Spurs fan. If I see you on the King's Road, you're going to get splattered. Power and glory. Do you know how hard these muscles are now? I know. I do know. There, there you go. Don't risk it. I won't. Uh, one for the weekend podcast. Back once again, previewing all the weekend's football. Brought to you by Fanly, building the world's number one football community. And I've lost the running order. Uh, yes, Spurs, Chelsea. Massive, massive game. And um, I'm, I'm a little bit nervous. I've got to be said, we haven't won in 28 years. Yeah. You're desperate for us to get to 30, obviously. Desperate. Well, I'm desperate for it to get to 100, but... You know, you take it step by step. Yeah, I know. Oh, the one thing that we have in common this week is we share your nerves. Do you? Yeah, absolutely. It's almost become a monkey on our back. I love it. I wouldn't take it off our back, but the thought of losing to you is so prominent in my mind that any enjoyment that I take from football goes out the window. It's just about the result. It's just about getting a win. Can't have any. There's, there'll be no fun. There'll be no chat. I'm, I'm so stressed out for those ninety really? minutes. You, so, do you go into this game anxious? Not, not, not because of, but what I'm talking about is the rivalry with Tottenham. Yeah, the rivalry with Tottenham. You're nervous that we're going to beat you, and that makes you feel sick. Yeah. In the same way, the, if Arsenal beat Spurs, that makes me feel sick. Yeah, I would say that it's it's the same, but then on top of that, we have this record that we're trying to preserve. So it's everything that you have, plus 28 years of history. So on these players' shoulders, 
they have 28 years of history that they need to protect. I've sent them, a lot of people on Twitter, a message this morning, Fabregas, Morata, <laughs> I've sent them all a message, just in block capitals, don't let it be you. Yeah. Don't, be, don't be the team to give this up. Worse teams than you have done way better against better teams than this Tottenham team. Please don't balls it up. Um, <clears throat> I don't think it's, it's a weird thing. I know Chelsea hates Spurs. West Ham hates Spurs. Arsenal obviously hates Spurs. Which is to your enjoyment, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah it's better to be hated than yeah. ignored. But, um, but where does this rivalry stem from with Spurs and Chelsea? I think it's a really interesting one. I think you can take it way back. I mean, I don't want to bore anyone here because I like talking about this, so just shut me up when necessary. But I think it originated 67, the Cockney Cup final. The first ever All-London Cup finals, 1967. Chelsea played Tottenham. Chelsea were good then. Um, Tottenham won the game. And I don't think Chelsea have ever forgiven them. It then progressed into the 70s and 80s. Hooliganism became a big thing. Tottenham were prominent in that world. Chelsea were prominent in that world. And I think the antipathy that was born in 67 around that cup final continued right the way through, well, until today. But it really did peak in, I think, the late 80s, early 90s. Yeah. Which uh, means anybody above us, it's like, like anyone who's taught us how to behave at football will te- teach you Tottenham are the enemy. Yeah, you kind of... It's, it's, in, it's a taught thing, isn't it? And yeah. Because yeah. my, my, my family were never really involved in football violence or, or, or the firms or not part of that world at all, but... Um, you kind of are taught certain things, and uh, I think that's a precious thing. Yeah, you know, rivalry is what makes the game great. Yeah, oh, absolutely. But um, and as much as as much as I'm going to be a nervous wreck for those ninety minutes on Sunday, if we get a result, it's a, it's a relief and a, and a joy that I feel, yeah. which is only like it's 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 the same joy that I feel when we win a trophy. It's that big to beat on It's bigger as well this time because if we win, you're pretty much. Out of the top four. Well, do you know the incredible thing, mate? We've just, we've just been talking about this fixture and how much it means to us and how important it is and all that. We haven't even spoken about the, like the table. It's nothing to do with it. Of course, yeah. it is. So, yeah. but it means that it means that much yeah. without any context. Suddenly, you put it in a Premier League top, uh, not title race, sadly, but you put it in a race for the top four, and it becomes even more poignant. And yeah, if you beat us, if you beat us, we're not going to make the Champions League. That's a fact. If we beat you. I think the odds are still against us, but we have a chance. Well, you're five points behind currently. Five. So if you win, it goes eight, eight seven games left. I can't see us making up eight. Or eight. two. So six, six points swing, obviously. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, we, we, we need a win. Nothing else will do. A draw, presumably, will suit you. You take a draw? I'll probably take a draw right now, yeah. yeah. Um, right, rightly so. The only reason you don't want a draw is because of everything that's gone before. Mm. You want to get rid of that record. But this, looking at this season alone, a draw would be wonderful for you. Yeah, absolutely. and it would be. It would be. I think it would probably be curtains for us as well. I think we need a win. Yeah, I, I think so. I mean, uh, your form hasn't been especially great. I think it's three losses in the last five. Yeah, I mean, since the turn of the year, we've been terrible. Mm. Really, I mean, there's been a few little highlights, but they're few and far between, and they're small. Yeah, like, we're not we're not playing well. But on our biggest occasions this year, this calendar year, we have turned up. And I know that one of those big occasions was a 3-0 defeat in Barcelona, but we did play very well that day. And we were very unlucky. And if we can, if we can come out of the blocks and, and play to that sort of level and intensity against a really good Tottenham team, I think we can win. But if, we're, if we have an off day, this could be the year that you finally break that hoodoo. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm, I'm quietly confident 
Although are you? You're, well, yeah, because. <laughs> but you're inbuilt to think you'll get nothing from this game, so it kind of feels like a free hit, no matter how much I want yeah. it. Yeah. Um, it's this weird thing coming from a team, coming from a place of mediocrity. It's a strange thing how your brain works and how difficult it is to get out of that mentality. I used to go into games against the big, big sides, Man United, Chelsea. Not Arsenal was different, but you know. Uh, Liverpool and expect nothing yeah. and if we got something great if we didn't well, we were never going to get anything anyway yeah. and that's a defeatist mental attitude but it just comes from years we were of- always the opposite it was a, it's a very interesting thing Chelsea like the worst Chelsea teams would always beat Manchester United yeah. away from home you know really good record I think Chelsea have the best record away at Manchester United in the Premier League we would always do very well out there and equally when we play you like I saw a quote from Dennis Wise which I thought was brilliant he said he said that Tottenham were a brilliant team at the time. You know, Gaza, Lineker, really, really good. Mm. He said, but we always knew we were going to beat them. And he said, if we could play Tottenham 38 times, we'd win the league. Yeah. Like, that's yeah, coming yeah. from Dennis Wise, who was playing... It was a wonderful player-wise, but he was playing in a very average team. And he even had that mentality. Ledley King um, talks about there being a kind of inbuilt fear at Spurs for a long time, especially when playing Arsenal. It was almost like a fear of... Not performing, yeah, yeah. not being scared of Arsenal, but the way he explained it was that you were so afraid of failing that you were you were always yeah. perpetuating that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Already. When there's a lot of jeopardy, that's when. I mean, that's what made I don't know, that's what made Didier Drogba such an incredible football player because when the jeopardy was at its highest, up. FA Cup finals, FA Cup semi-finals, playing at Wembley <sighs> against Arsenal, those big days, obviously winning the European Cup, that's when he turns it on. Mm. And I do. Empathise with players who we know are majestic, but on the biggest occasion can't do it. And this is certainly one of those. Rory, can I shock you? I don't. I'm not easily shocked. It's a good question. Can you? Let's see. I haven't got any shoes on. I, I noticed that, but it's. Do you know what I've put that down to? Correct me if I'm wrong. That's just because My it's Thursday. It's. I'm thinking it's Thursday afternoon. We're. Nearly at a bank holiday weekend. We're a couple of relaxed guys. We're a couple of relaxed guys chilling out. Yeah. It, I just, I, I just it, think it's okay. It's a fine way to be, you know. If I want to walk around in my about any socks. Well, I, I mean, I, I noticed and didn't even feel the need to comment. So well, it's not a thing. You've got a pass from me. It's no problem. Cheers, I mean, if we were in a restaurant or something, I think it'd be weird. I don't, I'm not. I'm, I'm not an animal. No. I mean, I but in a studio. I mean, I think it also looking around this floor, the joke's on you. Like, well, yours, well, well those socks are going to have to get straight in a washing machine, aren't they? Uh, well, yeah. I mean, I'm not making a joke. No, well, but it's a joke. <laughs> no, but you're you're. Like you're the victim of this. The floor's laughing. The floor doesn't. But nobody around. Nobody's bothered. My feet were hot. They got wet. That's all. Um, <laughs> Conte's got to go, isn't he? End of the season. Oh, provocative. End, like end of the season. Good. Good question. Got uh, to go. Well, he's going to go at the end of the season. Yeah. Uh, Why know. though? What's the reason? Do you think? I think he's completely fallen out of the club. I think he's, he's having a pop at them at every opportunity. Every press conference involves some barbed comment aimed at Abramovich and his people, and. Yeah, but I mean, he's going to leave. I don't think he has to. I'd love him to stay. I really would. I yeah. really would love him to stay. Um, I think he's a wonderful character. I think he's a brilliant manager. And what he achieved last year was almost the insurmountable. He did an incredible Mad, job. though, isn't he? Yeah, but I, I mean, yeah, he has his moments. I, I've, I would never judge that. I'm, I'm perfectly happy with that. How, um, how good a coach can he be if he turns... I mean, he's a good coach, don't get me wrong, but he turns Louise, Matic and... Uh, Costa into Rudiger 
Bakayoko yeah. and Morata. I think I think Conte, as much as I love him, and I don't really like to ever even utter, let alone hear a bad word against him. I think his flaw has been dealing with the big personalities. Yeah, he couldn't deal with Diego Costa. They're bigger than him. He just couldn't deal with Costa, which was a real shame because they had a beautiful relationship at one time. That there's a there's a, we beat Crystal Palace uh, around Christmas time of the year that we won the league. Yeah, and it really felt like you know one of those results where you know this, that you could be onto something, and. Conte and Costa were over celebrating with the away fans on Selhurst, on the pitch of Selhurst Park, and they were loving each other, and it was so good. Yeah. And I remember I put a picture out like, "Find me a girl who looks at me the way Diego looks at Con-, you know one of those." Yeah. But it went so sour, and you can't do that when you have a player of the caliber of Diego Costa. You, it's your responsibility, even if he's trouble, even if he's awkward, you have to okay. be more malleable and and let him do what he wants because. He's irreplaceable. Diego yeah. Costa is completely irreplaceable. In the, in the same way that there's probably about four strikers. Well, I, I suppose you could go slightly broader. There's probably about eight of them in the world. In the, in the whole world, there are eight people who can do what Diego Costa can do. Yeah. Don't don't get, rub him up the wrong way because you can't replace him. There isn't a man out there that can replace him. The people that can replace him aren't. You can't get them. Harry yeah. Kane could replace him, but Harry Kane isn't available. Yeah. You know, Lionel Messi could replace him, but again, it can't happen. You end up with Morata. So, um, he, what, what do you reckon will happen to Conte? Go to it. I think Conte will leave, and, and David Luiz will be back in first team recognition. That's what I want. What I want. I'm not going to like this. Desperately, go for it. It's Spurs to come out and go, and go after Luiz. Say we want you. Yeah, I Conte hates you. Listen, I mean, people. I imagine people listening to this, and lots of people you know, will tell you that David Luiz is a maniac, and Christensen no. needs no. David Luiz is one of the main reasons that we won the league at Acanta last year. David Luiz is the flawless football player. He has, a, he has an error in him of judgment. But people fixate on that. David, David Luiz could be the best player on the pitch in any position. Mm. So he's, he's one of the best midfielders at our club. He's one of the best centre-halves at our club. He can do a job anyway. He's so comfortable on the ball. He's good for a goal. He's a, he's a wonderful character to have around. And the fact that Conte has let it get poisonous with him is also a problem. Adam uh, pulled a face when he said he could be the best player on the pitch at any, any people. What, what, what's in wrong with that? any position. Da, da, in two positions. Da, David Luiz, well, he could play... Not he, that unusual for a player to be able to play two positions. <laughs> no, <laughs> no David, David Luiz came... David Luiz came to the club as a... He, basically, he can play... He can play centre-half. What he, what he ended up doing is we lost Terry. Yeah. And David Luiz and, and Fabregas was out of... Uh, contention David Luiz adopted both both roles he became John Terry on the pitch defending that defending the box but also he adopted Seth Fabregas' role of starting our attacks so basically David Luiz would win the ball in the way that Terry would he'd carry it in 10 yards in the way that Fabregas would and spray an assist like he was that good a player and the fact that he's not in our team now when Seth Fabregas is say who's been playing terribly or at points Bakayoko was yeah. it's ridiculous that you've got this Brazilian international sitting on the bench or not even on the bench at times when yeah you know what, um, what, what's happened to Bakayoko what, how has he I don't watch enough continental football to give you like a real insight here what I was told is that he was brilliant for Monaco and he was one of the main reasons that they were so impressive last year yeah. I can't believe that's true but I only watched them when they played English teams so, yeah, a couple of times I thought he looked good against you, in fact. Yeah, he did. But, I don't know. 
but he has been terrible at Chelsea. I'm not one of those who are on his back either, by the way. I think it's a disgrace that Chelsea fans have booed him at times and have applauded when he's been injured and have applauded when he's made a five-yard pass, like as if we scored a goal. Yeah, I don't like that. I think it's, I think it's terrible. I think it's also important to remember that he's basically a child, about 21 years old, in a new country, learning a new language, playing a new game. It's tough, but the performances have been, I mean, as bad as I can ever remember. Yeah. So the answer to that, I don't know, but it's it's a problem. I'm I'm not saying it's it's not one that can be solved, but yeah, the fact that we've got him, he's not been playing well. The fact that Louise isn't in the team, the fact that we sold Matic to a rival, it's not been a good year. It's been a salvageable year, though, yeah, but it's not been a good year. Eden Hazard, yeah, you you, you, you done me in the office because I pronounced it Hazard. I like that. I like that. Every now and again, Flav in his in his broad Cockney accent yeah. just suddenly goes really continental. He decides <laughs> decides to try try a bit of flair in his language, and he decided to drop. We were talking about Eden Hazard, and he decided to drop both the H and the D. I didn't from the word Hazard. I didn't pronounce. I said you did. D. No, you didn't. Azar. You said Azar. Azar. You said Azar. I said Azar. And I didn't actually. I, I mean, I, I was laughing. You loved I, it. I, 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 at first, I didn't realise who you were talking about. And then I realised that you've gone continental on me. So yeah, it was, it was like, it was like, a, it's like it's like an episode of Hello Hello. I haven't gone continental. That's his name. That's where it sounds. It doesn't sound like that when you say it normally, though. That's not normally. You're saying it wrong. No, you nor like, You're like, saying like it I've wrong. heard you say that. I've heard you say Ed and Hazard many times, and you've never tried it. You've All of a sudden, it. you tried to do it, and you tried to drop it in as if it were normal for you. Do you know, and I was... you didn't smile, and you made it like it was all right. <laughs> Like, <laughs> I wasn't even aware yeah. I was doing anything wrong. Yeah, Raw, as uh, as, as are. <laughs> I was like, what? What are you doing? Yeah. Uh, I uh, I also do it with um, Aurier at Spurs. Aurier. Is he go? His name's Aurier. Oh wow! God, that one. See, that was good. That's his name. Yeah, but you don't just say. Just it. I can pronounce it correctly. Doesn't mean that I'm an idiot for pronouncing it correctly. No, it's just weird. You, you know what? You've I, don't, got a lot. I don't actually know if that's his name. It might just be Aurier, but I, I like to think it's Aurier. <laughs> I think you need to have it like universal. Do you do it for everyone then? Like, what's Giroud's name? Giroud. G- and and what's and Giroud. what's his first name? Olivier. Olivier Giroud. No, you're right. Yeah, I don't do it. Oliver. Do, do you, Olivia. Olivia Giroud. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I just want to see a bit of consistency. Yeah, there. fair enough. I, I if you if that. you want to do that, yeah, I want to. See, I will, whenever you talk about Thibaut Courtois, I want that pronounced in a. Belgian, French, Flemish. Flemish. Yeah, I want, I want full uh, 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 consistency. So how do you pronounce it? I don't know. I don't do it. You do it. It's your thing. <laughs> this, is, this is your thing. Like, I want, I want complete universal fluency throughout. I want only that. Yeah. All right. On um, every player, every in the whole league. Uh, I mean, give me another one. Who's okay? Because um, at the moment, the only people who like you do you you say Jordan Henderson perfectly. But I want to know how you would pronounce. Say, Jordan, uh, that's how I pronounce his name. Like who? How would you say? Uh, it's just like you look at him, you just go, "Oh God!" He's got yeah. no love for Henderson. I don't. I, I feel nothing. <laughs> I feel nothing. Is Henderson overrated or underrated? I think he's about rated fine. I think he's kind of gets what he deserves. I don't think. I don't think he's a world beater. I don't think that we'll be talking about him in years to come. But equally, I don't think he's the moron that everyone seems to think he is. I think he's a good, <laughs> stable player yeah. who deserves to be where he is, probably pushing for an England call-up. Ross Barkley? No, mate. What's going on there? I've no idea. Where is he? Come I, on, I, the other I, day, Do you know it? what? I forgot that we'd signed him. 
I actually forgot. He's he came on against Arsenal. We played Arsenal in the League Cup. He came on. He got booked. He got fouled a bit, and then we went out the cup, and that was that was about it. <laughs> <Is> <laughs> that was not, the extent of his Chelsea career. Is he not played at all? I, I he might have like popped up here and there, but I think he's perennially injured. And mm. it was a signing that wasn't made. Like Antonio Conte hasn't been scouting Ross Barkley for a year. It was something that the club have done, and obviously, from a business perspective, it was wonderful. Like if you if you're into football for financial reasons, two things we know about you: you're very weird, but you're also very happy with what Chelsea did with Barkley. Like that was exemplary yeah. money making skills. He's a lad on who's he's, a, he's an English football player, which means he's worth what's Ross Barkley worth? Fifty million quid. Yeah, right. Well, fifteen, like everyone else, fifty, like, right? Chelsea bought him for fifteen because he had no contract. Yeah. So he's basically a free agent. The second that he signs his name on a piece of paper, as simple as that. Write your name on a piece of paper. Your rate suddenly goes from yeah, being course. fifteen million. You're suddenly worth fifty million quid. But I think that was the point. I don't think it was. I don't think he was bought to Business play for Chelsea. Really? Well, I mean, he's not particularly good. He's not. A, he's is he? He's not a player that you're blessed. I like him. I liked it. I've, I've always liked him. I liked him a long time ago. Yeah. I think years ago, when when there was hype around him, going back years now, just there was yeah, it was it was quite exciting. The other thing about Ross Barkley is I met him once. I was working. I went to a training thing of his when he was at Everton. Yeah. And like he's really really dumb. Really. Yeah. And I just don't know if he's just been used as a pawn in this money making scheme. What he just they've just told him stuff and paid him like, paid him well. Yeah, like, I don't think I just don't see how this move has been beneficial to him on any level. I think a lot of people have benefited from it financially. Yeah, I think his agent's probably done really well out of it. Well, definitely done really well out of it. Do you remember he was down at Chelsea in the summer? It was all meant to happen. He was yeah. at the training ground. Yeah, it then didn't happen. It's almost as if there was a conversation at that training at the training ground and went, "Do you know what? I'll save you thirty million quid just." He's not going to play, he's injured. We'll go back. Are you yawning mid-story? No. Yeah, you are. I saw you suppressing it. That's even ruder. If you're going to yawn, you have to just yawn. You can't suppress yawning. it because you end up doing that weird face where you sort of half blink and half screw up your face. <laughs> you can't do that. Adam, that's out of order, right? It's out of order. I didn't yawn! You, no, you didn't. You suppressed the yawn, which is worse. Much worse. I mean, if I did... I'm not telling you the story, no. No, I'm, I'm not telling you. If I'm I did, not. that's out of respect, Rory. No, because there is no respect to suppressing a yawn. What do you mean? You shouldn't be yawning. That's that's how you should show I, respect. I wasn't yawning. No, you were, but you suppressed it, which meant you went like this. <laughs> which is exactly what you did. Which is exactly what happened. That's not. What that is no. exactly what happened. I love you. You've gone so you've gone so relaxed now. The shoes are off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, James is not here, is he? To drive the ship. This is my ship now. No. When are we doing the phone call? We're not doing it. Sure, let's do one then. You do. No, it. but you're the you're the you're doing the accent. Oh, all right, maybe. Mate, you're good at beat Oriate. <laughs> <laughs> you're good at that. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> okay, you answer. Hello, I'm looking for Serge Oriate, please. <laughs> James, where's James? Where's James? I want James back. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's good. Oh, yeah. It's good. Oh, sorry, I didn't mean to call France. There we go. Look how good you are. You convinced me. Um, yeah, sorry. Uh, the, the phone call will be back next week, I promise. Thank God. Uh, what's your prediction for the weekend's game? Chelsea 2, Tottenham 1. Nonsense. Uh, room 69. I'm going to give you the option. 
you know what it is? <laughs> Don't watch the pod. Uh, room 69 is like room 101. You get to put any member of the footballing community into it so that he disappears forever. Okay. In there so far is David, Mo- uh, David Moyes. Okay. Um, Paul Lambert. Okay. I know who I want to put in already. All of Sunderland. And what, what, the city? Yeah, everything. Oof, anything to do with it. Horrible all, all How can you do that? I'm just sick I've got of, a lot of time for Sunderland. I'm just sick of them. Okay, fair. It's your, it's your game. <laughs> it's not a game. Uh, <laughs> okay, so I know. You, I've got it already. Go on. Chris Sutton. I don't think you've understood the rules properly. I want to say goodbye to Chris Sutton forever. What's wrong with him? What's funny about Chris Sutton? Chris Sutton is a very valid suggestion. Chris Sutton's a moron. Uh, yeah, but it's, this game's nuanced, right? This is a nuanced game. You okay. got it's someone that is kind of just needs to just go away now. Okay. Not because he irritates you. He has value, Chris Sutton. Right. So As who? a pundit, I don't know people. Right. Okay. So do you know what? Actually, wait, if you're not letting, if you're going <laughs> to offer me the choice, if you're going to invite me to play your game, and then I play your game, and you okay. tell me that I'm not allowed to play it. He's in now. You put him in. Yeah, he's in. He's in. What is it about him that you don't? You, you why should he go in there? And I'll decide. He has a real. Him. He has a very. He has a huge anti-Chelsea agenda. It winds me up. What are you talking about? That, uh, what, what, uh, exactly the words I said. That's what I'm talking about. Why? I don't know. You Why do you believe him. that? Because I've listened to him on their BT Sport and he gets on my nerves. I've what? got a lot of time for that BT Sport lineup. I think it's good. Yeah. I don't like Chris Sutton and therefore I want to put him in room 10169. So I quite like Chris Sutton and do you know why? But it's not your suggestion. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I'm, I'm the gatekeeper. Aren't I? Okay, fine. I quite like Chris Sutton because, because he, he hates Chelsea. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't he play for Chelsea? Yeah, that's why he hates us, I think. It didn't work out for him. Um, I, I quite like him because everybody hates him. Oh, is that a standard? I thought that was a bit left field for me. No, no, people hate him. Okay. Like, loathed. Adam can't stand his face. Oh, do you agree with that? I can't stand his face. I just can't stand it. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't. Okay, so I need to go someone else. No, 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 that's fine. It, who would you put in, Ad? I'll, I'll do one no, on, no. as an honorary. Who would I Richard Dunn. Richard Dunn. <laughs> <laughs> Richard Dunn. <laughs> X-Man X- City. He loved an own goal. Go to the US. Yeah. Stop he... trying to Where's he playing from, now? Like. Sunderland? Does he? Does he? This is what I'm talking about. Well, he's with already Sunderland. in there then. This is what I'm talking about with Sunderland. <laughs> people like that who need to give up. But this thinking is... out our sport. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's the people that think out the sport. They need to just fuck off. Okay, fine. Um, well, that means Chris Sutton surely. Is... I don't think he stinks out the sport though. He's... That's the thing. All right, we'll leave it there with Chris Sutton. We're fine. He can go in. Okay. Um, yeah, but Sunderland. Just coming back to that, I just want to qualify why. This is difficult for me. This one. I can't be part of this. No, you my, wife's, my wife's family are from that part of the world. I can't be... I, can't, I have nothing to do with this. Collateral disclaimer, family. any disclaimer, I'm not part of this conversation at all. I have a lot of time for the city of Sunderland and the North East in general. Why are you being in the North East? Because my wife, man. I've got a repper. No, that's fine. I didn't say the whole of the North East. Nothing to do with that. No, you said, said Sunderland, Sunderland yeah, which is well, the capital of the North East. Geordies weren't like that, were they? No. Um, listen... <laughs> They can, they're, the, they're the worst ones. They're the reason. Some of them are the reason why Room 69 exists. They keep giving money to players who shouldn't be around anymore. John O'Shea. What's he still doing playing football? John Richard o- Dunn. What's he still doing? Yeah, John O'Shea should not be playing football. John O'Shea scored a winner against Liverpool at Anfield 11 years ago. They've broken Chris Coleman. They've broken Chris Coleman, yeah. It's they've just broken a few managers. Nonsense. Simon Grayson, they've broken. Simon Grayson. And you know what? It, they owe it to their fans to disappear. I can't. I can't be part of this conversation, which is very difficult on a two-person podcast. 
I want, I want to give you some stuff here, but it's difficult. Let us know in the comments below. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is one for you. Are we... Are we it's like, bye-bye Sunderland if you want them out, or... Keep around. Keep around Sunderland. My wife is going to call... You know what's going to happen here? You know how she's an avid commenter on YouTube? Yes, she is. She's going to be... She, you, you're going to have an enemy now. She's Look, gonna be I'll, offer, I'll offer your, your lovely wife a opportunity to... To defend them. Come on the podcast, make a case. If she wants to, she can come on next week and she can defend Sunderland. OK, I'll put that to her. But I will bury her in that argument. I, I believe you I believe you would, although she, she, she's, she'll be a good debater. Get her to explain John O'Shea then. Okay, I doubt she'll know. Well, I know for a fact she will have never heard of John O'Shea. Oh, I'll retract my offer then. We had lots of trivia last week, and, and a lot of people bucking against the my, my one-man hate campaign against the... Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to Quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Young man called Jordan who uh, cheats at quiz answers. How do you know he cheats? Because he gets them right. He got one right that was impossible. So he's googling. Yeah, I think so. But everyone else is backing him. Everyone, the whole, the whole. Do of you remember? Do you know what the question was? I can't remember. It was tough. Like two. Yeah. I reckon he's a cheat. Whoa, 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 wait. This, I mean, we've there's been a lot of commotion in, in the comments of the one for the weekend. Joke. The one for the weekend community is very much backing Jordan and very much not backing me. Okay. Um, a couple of people want me gone. Uh, no way. Yeah. <laughs> Couple what, they, the, there's well, a revolt. I threatened to ban them all in the channel, and, uh, <laughs> um, and they didn't like that. So right. look, I, I, I retract the the ban, and, and that's not going to happen. And I apologise to Jordan. It's clear that the the, the, the general consensus is that you, you're not a cheat. Um, so we'll leave that. We'll put that to bed now. Um, last week, the most common what's the most common surname to appear in the World Cup? Okay, I'll be able to get this. Uh, we can. We know the answer. It will it will be uh, it will be IU or Diouf. No, it's a good shout. It's, I guess. Yeah. Dembele. No. IU Diouf Dembele. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Uh, Can I give you a clue? Hang on, I know what it will be. Sanchez. Oh, close. You're getting closer. Think of another. Rodriguez. Rodriguez. Close, close, but not not not, not wrong. Rodriguez. <laughs> no. Martinez. No. You're close though. Uh, you're in the you're essentially so in the right, you're in the right country. Yeah. Okay. In the right country, not alone. Sanchez. 
Um, okay, what, okay. Why are you thinking on that? Uh, what's the most common scoreline in the World Cup match? 2-1. No. 1-0. 1-0 is correct. And who was the first player to miss a penalty at the World Cup and what year was it? That was really hard. Is it someone I would have heard of? Probably not. Valdemar de, Bro- de Brito on 1934. Oh, no, no chance. Stupid question. And the name is, do you want to give up? Yeah. Gonzalez. Oh, you were close. You were close. Should have. Um, Should have. No. This week, more trivia cool. for you. Which team in the Premier League have the record for scoring five goals in the quickest time? Who is it against and how long did it take them? And who's... Do you want me to answer these? You don't know. <laughs> Who scored the first goal at the London Stadium for West Ham <laughs> and against who? Okay. Um, I think I know You that. might know the I player. I, know I do think I know that. You can have a guess I'm at that because that's say so it, easy to Google. I don't want to ruin it. Well, that's, that one's so easy to Google um, the, and, and Jordan will definitely Google that. So. <laughs> what, uh, I on. know. No. Oh, I got you it don't wrong. know anything. You're useless. Oh, right, we'll leave it there. Um, I just got to. I just want to address something in the comments. You know, as we know, on one for the weekend, we love the comment section on YouTube. It's the best bit about doing the podcast is, is reading people very funny. Okay, yeah, very very funny. Uh, except for one guy, Tanmay Trevedi. Yeah, he said, "Flav, last week I said I can't buy people who cheat like Jordan. Cheating isn't an attribute, is it? It's something that disdains your character. That's that's what I said, right?" Wow, talk about shifting narrative. When a topic of cheating isn't about a certain Spurs player diving, suddenly morality found its way to the front. Bloody wow. I agree with every word of that. I mean... Mate, drop us a sub. I like that. He knows what he's talking about. We need commenters like that on the Chelsea thing I do, because that was good. What's the Chelsea? CFC Fan TV. Um, It's nothing to do with football, Tanmir. Get a life. Tanmir is bang on. Mate, if you want it, I'll give. I'll, I'll put the address. DM me, and we can sort this out on the pavement. <laughs> all right? I'll spread you like marmalade all over, all up and down Victoria. <laughs> God bless you. Uh, family, <laughs> family podcast, uh, building the world's number one football community. Each week, you can win ten thousand pounds by being the player of the week if you get thirteen results correct. Um, you can also win money by getting 12 and 11 so you don't have to get more it's not like an accumulator uh, join us in the one for the weekend league the link is in the description below add James Alcott and he'll add you to, to the league also add me as a friend because I get credits because I don't like paying I like doing it for free and I can only do that if you add me fair good uh, stat nuggets see this is what's great now James isn't here right no so I don't have to do stat nuggets. I don't like them. I think mean, they're a complete waste of my time, everyone's time. Yeah, but you're your own man. James isn't here. Mate, the king is dead. Long live the king. You do what you want. He's not dead. Just uh, stat nuggets. I love it. I want to hug it. It's stat nuggets. Uh, only three players. <laughs> is that the catchphrase? Yeah. Is that, okay, I like it. Yeah. Uh, only three players after the Premier League was formed have scored hat tricks in the Premier League. Right, well worded question. Um, can you guess any? So players who say it again? After the Premier League was formed and scored hat-tricks in the Premier League. OK, so... So since 92. Yeah, so... <laughs> While you're thinking on that, I'll give you the answer in a second. Hob- Rashford. Rashford is not one. Uh, Milner holds the record for never losing in a game in which he scores 47 games. That will help you pull on a night out. Salah. Nope. 
How old's that? Like? 25. 25. All right, and um, where are we? Uh, only two players have scored penalties with both feet in the Premier League. Really? Man, that's quite impressive, this one. David Dunn. Bobby Zamora. Santi Cazorla. No. And uh, Oberfemi Mighty. Why? Why would you do that? Unless you're completely ambidextrous. Showing off, really. Uh, the three players are Kane, Sterling, and Lukaku. Oh, look, God, I should have got all of them. That's poor. Um, we've also got soldiers lost in battle at the end. Oh, no, you're going to read a really long thing. It's so long. Am I going to have to sit here for that? Is there any way... That you could, could probably leave. That could become leave. a monologue, like a little soliloquy, which, the way you finish the show. Yeah, maybe. Um, I, I, it's definitely going to be at the end. It's... I think it's I've like read it already as well. Is it really long? It's yeah, like 2,000 words. I've actually read it. I can't read all that out. Um, yeah, no, I genuinely think so you can't either. Yeah, I probably, I probably can't. Um, <laughs> maybe do it on a voiceover. Yeah, maybe. Uh, West Ham. We, we talked about a massive game at Spurs and Chelsea. West Ham-Southampton is huge for West Ham. So much at stake. And I'm, I'm fascinated to see what's going to happen. Obviously, huge amount of um, fallout after the last game when they lost to Swansea. Burnley Burnley sorry yeah. um, you know it's it's a uh, high stakes you know it's never been as poisonous as it is right now we've got a film coming out about West Ham about yeah. the situation on the Bull Street Channel I, know, I mean it all points towards I, I mean it just points towards a West Ham defeat I feel like the club is in such disarray mm. and you know South, it's, it's the very definition of a six pointer but Southampton will be looking at it thinking it's a very winnable fixture. Well, they're not playing well, are you? No, they're not playing well at all. Well, actually, it's not true. They are playing well, but they're losing all the time. Yeah. (laughs) But they are playing well. And they must be looking at this fixture against West Ham thinking that the timing of it is ideal. Yeah. And it could be enough. It could be the start of their resurrection. What Do you think Golden Sullivan should attend the game, or do you think they should stay away? I don't... No, I don't think you should stay away. I think staying away in any situation is never the right answer. I think facing up to whatever you've been up to is always the right thing to do. Are you, what, are you, you bored doing? or something, Ad? What are you doing? We're trying to concentrate. We're making podcast gold here, and you're sh- shuffling... Trying to rubble it. You're trying to do a cigarette. Shuffling through his, through his jacket. Oh, yeah, it's, it's terrible. Any birds in that this week? This, this week? Any, sure any birds in that this week? You're meant to be professional. Any birds in that news this week? I, no, I, no, I'll no. put a pin in it. Think about it. Think about what you've done over the weekend. And I'll let you explain oh, yourself. I I'll, yeah, you did. Let you explain yourself at the end. Back to West Ham. I don't think they should stay away. I think it would. It gives a terrible... It gives a terrible... Uh, perspective that you have hidden away. You yeah. haven't faced up. But doesn't their presence antagonise now? Aren't they better off just out of just keeping the peace? I think they should keep the peace, but equally, I think that they should. I think they should attend. I don't think that the answer is ever for the owners of the club. And interestingly, with those two, Brady's different case. But those two are West Ham fans. Yeah, uh, they're going about it all the wrong way. I don't respect the way that they've approached that club at all, and I think they've sold the soul. But they are West Ham fans. They are East End boys. They have a right to be there. They do have a right to be there. They should be there as the owners of the club, and they should turn up. I think they're going to get. Um, did did um, did uh, do you think David Gold should turn up in his claret and blue uh, Bentley? No, I don't think he should ever. I don't think anybody should own he that. Should never even. Like, it, it, should that never shouldn't even, exist. That shouldn't. That shouldn't be a thing. But 
I mean, they, they've got it so wrong. Everything they've done at that club has been it's been disastrous, pretty much from start to finish. When you think about it, the, the fact that their their ground they don't have a ground, they don't no. own it. It's leased to them. I know. Um, I, I don't know what the answer is either. The money from selling that has gone where we don't know. They've got still got huge debt. Apparently paid twenty million for the debt, but they got eighty million, and no one no one goes into a debt and pays it off. No, no one goes into a football club, takes on a debt, and just wipes it out. That's not the way things go. No. People don't do that business. That, 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 that's not what happens. Um, you service debt, you pay interest, do whatever, you pass it on when you sell the club. So I'm not, I'll, I'll be less worried about that. But I would be worried about the fact that they, they've sold one of their main assets in the stadium. Yeah. And the fans are, the fans are irate. They, are, they have a right to be. I, 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 if, that, if I was them, this would have broken me. Yeah, I really, really would. And, and what they're doing, you see, the thing is, they, they, this is part of where they're getting it so wrong. And I don't know if this is a club policy or a police policy, but the club are getting it so wrong because they're just banning everyone. Yeah. Like whenever there's any trouble, they're banning them. And I think that there's a, it's important to make a distinction between hooliganism, where you probably deserve a ban yeah. if you're found guilty, and civil disobedience. There is a the guy, for example, who ran onto the pitch with a corner flag and planted that in the centre circle. He was made out to be some like idiotic moron no. who ran on the pitch, didn't have a clue what he was doing, picked up a corner flag and planted it like a wally without a clue. That was actually that was actually very interesting, proper, thought out, logical protest. It was a it was a statement. It was it was. Referring to what happened in when West Ham, just before the Premier League, where they made you buy a bond. That's right. So they made West Ham, as it, when the Premier League was formed, to, to renew your season ticket at West Ham, you were forced to pay £100 extra to own a bond. It was non-negotiable. That bloke, that bloke was emulating a protest about that. So years ago, 92, a bloke ran on the pitch at West Ham Upton Park Stadium, bowling ground, and planted a flag in protest of that. It was done again. It was the same protest. Yeah. That bloke doesn't deserve to be banned. No. It wasn't a mindless act of hooliganism. It wasn't an idiot running on without an agenda. It was a carefully thought out, well-made point. And anybody making those sorts of points shouldn't, shouldn't be treated in the same way as somebody launching a bottle at someone else on Green Lanes. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, just about that thing, what, the Bond thing... What, what was the, it? Was just the money maker? Just the money maker. Just the way. Well, how did they frame it? Do you know? What I mean? Yeah, it was. It was you need buying a bond within the club. So the Premier League's coming around. You now need to buy a bond, which gives you part only. Like you're buying into the club. Yeah. But we are only selling season ticket holders to bond owners. So if you want a season ticket, you're you're welcome to renew, but you must also be on this bond scheme. Right. Nobody not on a bond so scheme. Just a yeah, hundred quid. So if your season ticket at that time cost what four hundred quid, suddenly cost five hundred. And the thing is, it wouldn't have cost four hundred. It'd have been cheaper. no. You're right. Yeah, yeah, and that would have been a lot of money. Yeah, it would have been a lot of money. That is disgusting. Yeah, it kind of you know the poor management, poor ownership is kind of something that's run deep in West Ham yeah. for a long time. Their fans don't deserve it. Um, I feel sorry for uh, like as much I, as they're a rival. I, I do. I, nobody needs to be treated like this. I do. I mean, I'd I'm, like them to be going down. I'm glad that they're in a relegation scrap. Yeah. But I wish it wasn't because of their owners. I wish it was because of their terrible performances on the pitch. Only. Yeah, yeah, no, I understand. Like, I mean, the, the rivalry with me, and I've got no time for West Ham or really, you know what I mean? I'm a Spurs fan, so that's just the way it is. But um, I kind of, you know, I know Nicky and I know, know a few of the lads from West Ham fan TV and that, they, 
this would have broken me, as I said. I, I think I would have stopped going to Spurs hey, altogether. What a bullet you dodged when you didn't get Stratford. We were going to smash the entire stadium down there and rebuild it Wait. from scratch. That was part of the reason why we didn't get it. Were you? Yeah. Right. Why? Well, that's what they're going to have to do. They can't. It's, they don't belong to them. Well, then they're going to have to give up the athletics part of it. I think if, if West Ham were to... I don't know enough about this, but if West Ham were to say, we don't want an athletics track anymore, we want to make, on this site, a proper football pitch, I don't, if they were allowed to do that, great. If they're not allowed to do it, they need to move. This, this problem that they're having now will never be resolved while... That sort of stuff. It kind of seeps while they're in that stage. It, it yeah. seeps into it, doesn't it? You know, they can't have Boxing Day fixture. Why not? Because traffic congestion's too bad. <laughs> right. That's the reason why they can't play on Boxing Day ever. Because Again. because they're basically in a Westfield. Yeah. It's basically a massive Starbucks. Yeah. You they that's that's the reason. Imagine never having a Boxing Day picture at your home ground. Again. Ever. Yeah, so poorly. That is absolutely um, I didn't even know that. That is disgraceful. Yeah. Uh you know, it's just it's I mean uh, it, Of course it, they can't. You're out of course, it makes complete sense. It's in a Westfield where yeah. everyone goes on Boxing Day looking for a bargain or whatever. Yeah. So they, they can't play at home. That's terrible. And I think I'm right in saying they have to play every... the start of the three away games or something like that at the start of the season because... They certainly did it. Some up. sort of athletics thing. Right. It wouldn't surprise me. What a mess. What an absolute mess. Um, do you know go down? I think they will go down. I think they're going to as well. I think they're free-falling now. If they lose to Southampton, which I think they will, they go down. Do you anticipate more trouble? Yeah. Something to talk about? Yeah, it's going to happen, isn't it? Like people, people are furious. But these aren't. This is this is a thing. Like West Ham fans are being hung out to dry here. This isn't. This isn't mindless thuggery. No. But that's how it's being portrayed in the media, which is not on. The thing is that also with West Ham is that there's the subplot of of this march that was planned and then scrapped. Um, who was in charge of it? The fallout between the various groups that are involved in that. The ICF being talking directly to the club and. You know, or members there. Even that isn't a big problem. People who are in, like, it, I always find it a bit of a wind up. You know, when people are nicked at a football match and then they go, oh, yeah, they're not, like people in the media or people on Twitter or whatever, they go, oh, yeah, they're not real fans. They're not. They're the ones who have paid 500 quid to go to the game. Of course they're real fans. Whatever way you want to spin it, you can't say that they aren't a real representative of your club. Like, anyone, any, any Chelsea fan who was in Barcelona, who had a problem with the police? It'd be idiotic for me to go. Yeah, they're not real fans. Oh, no, they were in Barcelona. I wasn't. How can I say they weren't real fans? Uh, it's a way of dismissing them. Exactly, but of course they're real fans. But also, this is why having discussions with people who are formerly members of the ICF isn't a big deal. Is because there was a, they are people who are West Ham. They're not involved <clears> in, <throat> in that sort of element anymore. But um, I think uh, I, part of the problem there was that once the West Ham Action Group, I want to say. Um, two of the main members, uh, a man called Andy Swallow and another guy called Mickey Morgan. Um, they had a five-point agenda that they took to the club. And after a meeting with the club, they called them up. <coughs> in, in a Bless you. But that's got to be the last interruption for this. <laughs> this is ridiculous. It's ridiculous. We're trying to do podcast here. Yeah, but come on. Just get over there. They, uh, they went to the club. Uh, they had five points on their agenda that they, they want, wanted the club to recognise. They had the meeting with the club. They forced to organise this march. The club, they, they gave them the meeting. Uh, so they cancelled the march, but obviously by that time, loads of different groups had latched onto this march 
and thought, well, actually, yeah, we're angry. We've got, we've got a problem. We've got a problem with the playing staff. Yeah, yeah. We've got a problem where the money is. We've got a problem with us moving the stadium. But the original reason that March was set up was for these five points, like removing London from the badge of the West Ham. And they, were, they, were those five points all adhered to? I mean, like, I, 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 not yet, I guess, because they're time-sensitive, but assurances I've made, I'd, I'd imagine right. that's why they were cancelled the March. But then... So the, other people were going to still march anyway? Well, yeah, but the, the, the Andy Swallow went online behind closed groups, uh, on Facebook groups, and threatened, essentially threatened anyone to, who, um, who, who was going to still march. Why? Because they've already secured what they needed to secure. Yeah, and they thought that they would jeopardise their five points that they had if people still marched. So they said, basically, the ICF won't allow this march to go ahead. Um, fascinating, but... I mean, it is fascinating. Troublesome. I mean, that, that's what's going on in the club at the moment. It's, yeah. it's mayhem everywhere. See, this is all... As, as interesting as I find it, this is why I'm so convinced they'll go down. Yeah. Just can't see... I can't see a way around this. Yeah. Because it must, this this is going to try. If it's nil, I mean, imagine if they go one nil down against Southampton. Imagine the imagine the environment. Crazy. Uh, I, I can see them going down, and uh, I think I think it's, it's going to be a draw this game anyhow. But we'll see. Uh, those were the days. Bum titty bum. He says Sky Sports doing fan zone. Those were the days. Is that a good thing? Fan zone. We don't. Me and bum titty dump bum. We don't, we don't agree on this. Agree on this, no, no, no. They were never the days. Anything else that you? <laughs> they were never, they were, they were never ever the days. They were the worst. They were the days that should never ever be replicated, and one of the worst things that ever happened to football. I, uh, I, 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 how can anyone look back on something so fondly as Sky? Something that so, some little concocted thing that Sky TV have bought in the game to to try and sell it. <laughs> how can that I, be the days? I think, um, I, I think that. Uh, for lots of fans, especially younger ones, Sky Sports is football. You know, there wasn't a game before it, almost. Obviously, there was. Better one. Um, Arsenal versus Stoke. Quick one on that. Tuchel been linked, heavily linked, uh, which is a bit odd because apparently doesn't get on with the coach, the scout that they got from Dortmund. Apparently, right. that's what I heard. Uh, Tuchel though does play a nice brand of football. Uh, when Dortmund came to. Spurs the first time around just turned us over, couldn't cope with them at all. Mm. You know, so it's, it's an interesting one this because we just keep hearing this this manager's linked. It was Allegri a few weeks ago, now it's too sure. Uh, I also read in a week that Wenger's going to sign another extension. So I mean, I don't I don't think there'll be any changes there anytime soon. I don't think that I don't think Arsenal uh, replacing Wenger is. I, I hope they don't because I don't think they'll find. I think they've struggled to find a better manager than Wenger anyway. They wouldn't. That's, uh, I, I hope they don't, but that's not true. I don't. I, I think it is true. Um, but you know, they, they could get Ancelotti. The Ferrari. Ancelotti won a double with us. Mm. He scored over a hundred goals. Dort, <laughs> Dort, so what? Dortmund. Uh, <laughs> uh, sorry. Yeah, uh, I, I would just love to see the, the reaction. The fallout if he signs another contract. I'd love him to sign another contract. Yeah, It'd be gold, wouldn't it? Yeah. Um, quite, quite a question last week. Questions for Flames, right? This is a part of the podcast where um, we offer advice. Okay. Right? Really? Who on earth come to, to you and James? Yeah. For the advice? Flames. Oh, because you're both in long term relationships. Flory. Okay, I like it. Yeah. Um, so this week, questions for Flory. 
right? Uh, actually, a quick one. James White replied. Uh, so he, he come in. He, this this girl at work came in there. Uh, kind of very flirty, flirty vibe going on. They were digging each other, but she had a boyfriend. Back and, away. And well, and you know, he. Uh, she said um, she stopped kind of flirting with him and stopped stopped talking to him. He was like, "Well, what's going on? Like, one minute you're a DTF, and now you're not. Now you." DTF? Down to. Oh, right, got it. Uh, you know, now you're not. Now you're not interested. What's going on? And I'm saying, look, sometimes that's what women are like. Sometimes they're not. <laughs> right. um, but we said space. He said, look, play cool, play cool, play cool. Wisdom. wisdom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Emitting from you now. Play cool, wisdom. Play cool, just let, let her come. Anyway, so, so he said, uh, this is a follow up. Uh, following on from your shout out, thanks for the advice. The nearly moment was a one hand, because you asked him what a nearly moment He had a nearly moment with her. Right. Yeah. Um, the nearly moment was one hand around my waist and the other one around on the back of my head. Then a taxi turned up. She had a prop. She's proper started flirting when I meant to go. Uh, when I got back in touch, she still not told me that she is back with her boyfriend. Anyway, we had a work night out and she got really mad when I started flirting with another girl in the pub. Didn't say I knew about her boyfriend and said she wanted to just be friends. Cheers for the advice, but she told me to go to hell. So I think you, you've had a result there. Though. You are reading. No, you've done. He's done well. Yeah, she's he's done well. Yeah, she's, she's no good. She's she's no good. She's no she good. shouldn't be flirting with him. No, no, she's no good. He's done well. He should be very happy. You with ever had alcohol. a nearly, nearly moment at work? At work? No, I've never. I don't think I've ever had a nearly moment <laughs> in your life. In my life. Well, and that's married. not to say that I just like get through them all. It's, <laughs> yeah, there's never nearly because I secure it all. No, it's just it's just it doesn't ever happen. No, far from. But me. you met you met your wife in in in, in the workplace. I did. I did. Was, was there was what? How did you charm her? I, I it was on my it was on my thirtieth birthday. I she, we didn't get on. She put an official complaint in about me. She was my boss. <laughs> that's, that's genuinely true. Oh my we were, god! We were working on Big Brother together at Elstree Studios. She put in an official. She complaint? put in an official complaint about me. Yeah. What say? What about? What did you do wrong? I, do you know? I used to go what to. Do you not want to say? I, no, it's fine. I don't mind. She should. She's the one who should be embarrassed. I <laughs> I used to go to the gym midway through the day. Of course. And I used to take a while. And one day I went for my gym kit and it had gone. I was like, oh, I'm just going to pop off. Wasn't around. She'd hidden it. She's like, you can have it back at five. I'm like, what are you doing? And if, Char, you're younger than me as well. well. Just give me my kit. Clown. <laughs> Clown. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, we got... We then, it, it then sort of descended into, like... Not, like there being a bit of a problem. Not friendship, for, for sure. So and, how have you turned that situation into it being your... And, you're you're going to be great at this. Yeah, well, no. There were, I mean, there were a few other moments. There was an endemol. This was an endemol show. There was an endemol summer party at the Kensington Roof Gardens, and we again had an argument, which involved her putting a friend a drink at me. Yeah, she's she's bad news. So how did it end up when you getting married? Because she eventually saw the error of her ways <laughs> and matured. She matured. <laughs> Beautiful. Um, anyway, yeah, it's got V Talks asks. So I've been playing the field, and I've been going out with two girls. Oh, God. What One... a... Oh, God. What are you... Oh, God. Who talks like that? So I've been playing the field. <laughs> and I've, been... I've been going out with two girls. <laughs> One for 2.5 months, and the other one for a little over a month now. Things have been good... <laughs> been good with both of them. When do you think is the right time to make a decision and break up with one of them, given the fact that I've already made my mind up? Also, should I ever come clean with the girl I chose to and tell her about the overlap in the relationship well, I honestly don't know how she will react and probably will never know okay we can sort this out really yep. easily this is fine yep. okay the second that you know that you want it to be more serious with one the second that that thought enters your mind 
do it. So, what do you mean? so end it with the other one. Yeah. Go full on with the, the first one. one. And in terms of letting her know about the previous one, I would say probably not because it's not relevant. Not you, you weren't in, you weren't in an exclusive relationship, so you haven't cheated on anyone. What? Or was he in an exclusive? Well, we don't know. But if, when well, you started I, your relationship with Victoria, I'm pretty sure that you knew that you shouldn't put your dick in another woman. When, but there is a moment where you go exclusive, isn't there? There's a moment where you f- just go out for a drink for the first time ever, and that, at that point, it's fine to be meeting as many people as you want. Yeah. And then there's a point. This isn't me, by the way. I'm talking like uh, this, I've been a one woman man all my life. If that, <laughs> but you but, had one woman. Yeah. If if, if that. <laughs> but I think you. I think when, once you know, once you go exclusive. Yeah. Then. Well, yeah, you don't. You then don't you don't. You're, you're, then you don't uh, have it with anyone you're else. People um, telling her, I would say, if if you're exclusive and you've basically been cheating, oh, I don't know. I don't think. Listen to me. Good. Listen to me. There's no if, buts, maybe's, nothing. Never tell her. Look, is the camera on me? Yeah, it's on. V talks. Never, ever, 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 ever. Tell her. Never tell her. Ever. I don't, I, I, am I being clear? Are you clear? Lie till you die. Ever. You don't lie. You, just don't tell her. Okay. <laughs> I like it. I like don't, the passion. Don't tell her. All right. You should have a column. You could do like a dear Flav. I can't tell you the damage you'll do if you tell her. Because she'll... She, undoubtedly... This it is the depends way... if, if they were exclusive, right? Because if they're not exclusive, you can tell her who you want is that correct? Of course. Okay. But but you think they were probably exclusive. If the fact that he doesn't think he can tell her means, means that he can't tell her. He, he can't tell her. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. Do you um, think it you can't? Yeah, definitely don't tell her. More from one for the weekend. Uh next week, um remember, brought to you by Fan League. Join us in the one for the weekend podcast league. The link is in the description below. Win yourself ten grand in a week. Love to. Why not? Um we'll see you next week. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.